Life's ups and downs, they come and go. It's true what goes around, comes back, you know. Bam! November 27th. The anniversary of the worst fucking day of my fucking life. Ten years ago to the day. I'm going to take you back. Rewind the tape. Me and my sister going up to see my pops. My pops originally was diagnosed with um, prostate cancer. Um, he went in and had a complete rebuild of his prostate. And everything seemed to be on the up and up. Consequently, they found a very aggressive form of cancer in his lungs. And the real battle began. My pops went from being not a large man, not a robust man, but a very muscular man growing up. Very small, svelte, wiry, super aggressive nature. being minimized to barely a hundred pounds at the lowest point of his fight with cancer on this particular day me and my sister Jocelyn and joshing around like we always do if you listen to my podcast which I'm sure you do again I want to thank you all for tuning in your listenership means the absolute world to me it's crazy. I'm going to digress a bit. I stay rambling. But it's crazy to me how I travel so much and people run up on me. Uh, let me not say run up on me because it sounds like I'm being ran down on and that's not the case. But people um, approach me and, and want to talk about my podcast. And more often than not, I'm obliged until things activate my sensitivities. Uh, truth is, I have a lot of products. Um, the BAM balls, the BAM tank balls, uh, BAM tank as an entity, BAM athletics as an entity. My supplement store is back up and running. Um, the uniform company. Um, I have an IPTV station. So on and so forth. Sports equipment. Um, we're doing the shoe thing right now. Um, th there's just a lot going on. And throughout all of my products, this podcast is by far uh, the it's, it's by far the product that, for me personally, um, withholds the most amount of sensitivities. So when you when you run up on me, and you want to talk about my podcast. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. And again, I appreciate you tuning in. But at the same damn time, you got to understand that I'm sensitive about my shit. Perhaps I see myself as a bit of as a as a bit of an artiste, if you will. But anyway, my sister and I are talking on the phone like any other day. She is she is my world. Um, Kimberly is my absolute everything. If there's a God up there, 
which I'm sure there is. My faith says there is. Uh, there's no way in the world he allows her to die before me because I'd be absolutely heartbroken. Anywho, she and I are talking on the phone. Um, I'm late as always. You know me. I'm always late everywhere. I'm get better though. 2024. That's my my resolution is to do better with respecting people's time and showing up to places as if I was in the military, right? Because when I was in the service, I, I was always on time. I, 15 minutes ahead of time, actually. That that was the standard. So she and I are on the phone. I'm late. She's going to pick up my pops some food. His uh, he was real fond of that, that Caribbean food You know, my pops was part Bahamian So he was really fond of that, that Caribbean food um, She called me And um, we talking and again She's asking me what I wanted Pretty sure I wanted some curry chicken Or some jerk chicken or something like that Either way, it was going to be fire With a cola champagne Bussin' bussin' She calls my pops. He doesn't answer. We figure he's sleeping. This was a Mrs. Chemo radiation treatments. I can't remember exactly what stage in the game he was at that exact point. Um, I had just had surgery on my knee, I believe. And um, I called my prescription into the Walgreens on Northwest 27th Avenue and 79th Street. You know, over there by um by um Northside. Boom. I go inside. I come back out from getting my prescription, and I got like. Five missed calls from my sister She and I are in fact the Wonder Twins Those five missed calls uh, I was already experiencing an irregular heartbeat The energy around those missed calls It just did not feel It, it I, I just I felt uneasy Open up the phone to try to call her back But before I could call her back She called me again I didn't even say hello I just answered She didn't even speak A brief moment of silence Was probably about I don't know Probably 10 seconds But it felt like It's one of those moments That they say You know it feels like an eternity It felt like a very long time I was afraid to answer and she was afraid to speak. She said, Joseph. I said, I know. The pain in her voice is something that I never wish to experience again in my life. She said he's gone.
I rushed back down 22nd by the Joseph Caleb Center. The time I, was, I had a Durango, I parked a Durango in the front yard. Walked around my Aunt Doreen's house. To my dad's house on the opposite side. And went inside and found my father deceased on the floor. The way his body was positioned. It looked like he was halfway in a prayer. And halfway trying to pull himself up. That lasting image. Stay with me for a very long time. Or at least until the time where he was buried. Well, prior to him being buried, he was um, in the casket. Stupid handsome. Stupid handsome. With that American flag position ever so neatly in the corner of his headrest. Yo. You see, I, I grew up in an era where there was plenty of sports stars, right? Like I grew up in the era with a peak of the individual athlete. Um, Mike Tyson, heavyweight champ. Joe Montana, best quarterback. Best wide receivers in the game, Jerry Rice, Megatron. Best running backs, Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas. Those hog offensive linemen from the Washington Redskins days accompanied with Wayne Gretzky being the best hockey player still to this day, in my opinion, ever. Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, for sure. I grew up in the days of Carl Lewis, Santa Monica Connection, Leroy Burrell, Mike Johnson. Um, I only bring these up to say that with all of these sports heroes... Yo, my pops was my guy. My pops was my hero. So to see that my hero had fallen. The energy surrounding that was just a little bit different for me. It wasn't just the pain of realizing that my dad was gone. But the disaster of me understanding Instant mortality. Or lack thereof, depending on what your vantage point is. So I come to you today in this 10 year anniversary of the actual date that my hero has fallen. And I'm going to just tell you a couple of stories. And for sure, I've told them before and I know you've heard them before. If you follow me like that, you've heard them before. 
But there's still stories. I have a million of them, but there are just a few that stick out in my mind. It's a bit tough for me, so please bear with me. I'm going to show my, my, my years right now. I'm going to show my age. I grew up in an age where... So you know how all the Pepsis, all the Coca-Colas, all the Sprites today, they're made, manufactured in plastic bottles. Recycling is everything. I grew up in an age with them tall boys, them glass bottles of Pepsi Cola that got ice cold. You hear me? So me and my brother Anthony would get the red wagon and we'd walk around the neighborhood collecting glass bottles because there was a deposit on those bottles of either 10 or 25 cents. I can't remember, but it was nothing for us to have a hundred of those bottles, like nothing. We'd get a trip of a hundred, two or three times on a Saturday. Mind you, this is early eighties. So $10, I'm not going to say it was the world, but $10 did a lot more than $10 get you right now. And um, this is before I experienced uh, my first vagina. <laughs> to me, in my life, in my world, I, I believe that I lost my innocence uh, when I got my first taste of vagina. Taste, if you will, not going down like that, but you know what I'm talking about. My first taste of vagina got me, it was an eye-opening experience. It made me... Uh, it made me think that I was a man. So we're talking about um, B.C. before Coochie. <laughs> and um, man. I used to get good grades is the point. Before I, 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 I indulged in some vagina and I used to get straight A's. So as a reward for straight A's, my dad would tell me and my brother, um, that he like my dad was a great cook too, and I I, I still love seafood. So my, we would do a crab boil, and back then my favorite um, fish to eat, my saltwater fish to eat was um, trout. I was a very trout's flaky and light and absolutely delicious. So my dad would go buy I don't know thirty or forty fillets of trout, and just pounds and pounds and pounds of blue crabs. You see, this is before the emergence of snow crabs. In the 80s, there was only blue crabs, folks. You guys are spoiled. So, me and my brother had collected, I don't know, for some weeks, some a few Saturdays in a row, perhaps. But we probably had, you know, probably close to 100 bucks. Our allowances, our... um. Uh, collecting bottles, odd jobs. I used to cut grass for the neighbors and make money. Wash cars and make money. Uh, dog watch, make money. I was a hustler back then. So we got our money together and we go over to Golden Rule Fish Market. That's right, Golden Rule right there on US-1 where US-1 splits. That shit been there for a minute. That ain't nothing new. That whole tiki bar shit in the back where they cook and you sit down and you can lounge and look your old lady in the eyes and be romantic and shit. With that fountain with the fucking koi fish back then and all that. Yeah, that shit's sexy as fuck, but that shit wasn't there back in the day. Now, that shit was just a stank-ass fish market. 
But it was busting though. So we go to Golden Rule and my pops. Yo, I had straight A's. Straight A1A's. I know the letters ain't even the same no more. Fuck, man. But the A was for my actual grade. The scholastics. The one was for my effort. And the the, the third digit, which was the A, was my conduct. So I was an A1A type student all day, every day. You understand me? So we go to Golden Rule. And my pops is proud, man. He was a proud dude. Yo, listen. I didn't come up with a silver spoon. But, man, my pops loved me, man. You know how I know he loved me? One, because he told me. Two, because he showed me. So, he, um, he spent the grip in there, man. And at the end, when we got to the register and they got ready to punch us out, give us the bill, the ticket, if you will, me and my brother thought we was going to contribute. Voila, yo pops. They go a hundred dollars, man. Me and Amp, we putting in on this. The lady at the register had like a smirk on her face. She thought it was pretty cool. Uh, Casey's grandpa, I forget what his name is, but Casey's grandpa was there. And Casey's grandpa, he was like, yo, you got some hustling little little boys. The little daddies, your two little daddies right there, man. They, they some hustlers. My pops was like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Hey, fellas, y'all hold on to your money, man. I'll get it later. We got in my dad's little Toyota Celica. He had a little gray Celica. Got in the Celica. Rode back to Perrine. Where we was living right off 107. Got out the car. My pop said, hey, y'all boys, um, y'all grab them bags out the car and meet me in the backyard. So he grabbed the bags out the car and met the man in the backyard. Yo, as soon as I opened up that back door, I walked through the house. And as soon as I opened up that back door, bam! Yo, this man unleashed the can of whoop ass on me and my brother. And we couldn't. Figure out what the fuck is going on. I'm like, yo, I just brought home straight A's, pops. Yo, what, yo, what is the play? What's going on? My brother Amp was like, I didn't do it. Scary ass. Meanwhile, my pops now finally got us all both asses whipped well. Got us both holding us both on the ground, shirt dug into the dirt, his knees. On us. Like, yo, you two motherfuckers embarrass me? You two motherfuckers got the audacity, the gall to embarrass me in front of people? Since when do you two motherfuckers think that I need you to contribute to my fucking household financially? I'm a grown fucking man. Yo. I didn't understand until... That that pride part of me kicked in as I became a man with my own family, my own wife, my own children. Crazy. Part two. Yo, I had this ongoing feud, man, with this dude named Palmer. 
Every now and again, I would catch him and fuck him up. But more often than not, he would catch me and beat my ass, man. And I don't even really know what it was about. But it was a chick involved. I don't even remember what chick it was. It might have been. I don't, I think, I don't, I don't know. Let me not even speculate. But we stayed battling. We stayed fucking thumping every chance we got. So this one day in particular, he whipped on me good at the basketball court, man. And before I could get some get back, I couldn't even like address or dress my own wounds. Yo, they caught me again like the next day. But this time it was like him and his two boys. And they whooped the stuffing out my Egg McMuffin, man. These boys whooped the dog shit out of me. Brentwood Elementary. Yo, I went back with a stick. They was in Mr. Grebbin's class. And the portable's out back. And I just walked into the class and got the swing of that thing like... Like Luke Skywalker just Yep Suspended my black ass Suspended me Parent teacher conference My mom was like yo I, I, I don't know what else to do with I don't know what else to do with Joseph So you called my pops up there My pops came up there and I thought I was going to get fucked up They called Palmer in there with his pops I'm going to shorten the story up a little bit. We in the office and my pops is finding out everything that's going on. His pops is finding out everything that's going on. And they both were old school dudes. My dad was a two-time Vietnam vet, two tours in Vietnam. Palmer's dad did a tour in Vietnam. So him and my dad was actually pretty cordial with each other. Given the situation, you would think that one or the other would be hot. Because I bust, I bust Palmer up real good with that goddamn stick. And his homeboy. I bust their asses up real good with that stick. But I'm not saying I'm a tough guy. Because one-on-one, they was beating my ass. So, I go in there. And like, in front of the administrators. Like, my pops got me jacked up in the, like my feet. Off the ground. By my shirt. And I knew what I did was wrong. I went in there with that stick. And as we tell him the story, like, we giving him, like, the whole storyline. Yeah, I whooped on him at the basketball court. Yeah, he whooped on me here. And then both of the dads was like, yo, this is just the shit that boys do to establish their pecking order on the totem pole. And bam, bam, you just happen to be toward the middle bottom, my guy. And I was okay with eating that. But then when they got to the point where they jumped me. My pops let me down and straightened up the wrinkles on my shirt. And my pops was like, they jumped you? Little old you, they jumped you? I'm like, yeah. Palmer's dad is like, y'all jumped or y'all jumped on him? Palmer was like, nah, we jumped him. Immediately, my dad's entire attitude changed. My pops was like, next time they jump on you, don't go in there with a stick. Go in there with a pipe. Now, before we get to part three, I just want to give you a little public service announcement. 
Ladies, yo, if you got that masculine energy in you, it's not attractive, man. It's not attractive, man. Hey, every now and again, La Mama, you got to put on a dress, man. Every now and again, you got to do something with your head. You can't just pull the shit back. Don't, you know, brush it. Throw some gel in it and pull that shit back. Hey, La Mama, you got to get pretty sometimes. You got to do something with your nails, man. You might want to, you know, throw on a little makeup, get yourself together. Put some lotion on your ashy-ass elbows, man. Listen, I'm old school. As a woman, like, you shouldn't you shouldn't be hairy as fuck, man. Ain't nothing sexy about that shit. You can't just be around here rocking more sneakers than your dude. Every now and again, hey, little mama, baby girl, you got to let your toes out. You got to let them hoes breathe. You got to let them bitches breathe on your feet, man. You're going to have to get pretty, man. Every now and again, like, if you want to keep your dude happy, hey, you're going to have to get pretty, man. If in your household, if in your bedroom, y'all ain't got that spark, buddy ain't trying to sling dick like he used to, hey, just some advice. Get pretty. Get pretty. Make yourself more appealing. Don't be so rah-rah. Don't be so quick to, to have all that bass in your voice. That, that shit... That, that ain't it. That ain't it. That's not attractive. That's not attractive. I mean, there's nothing that I'm going through in my own personal life. But I have friends that confide in me about a lot of things. And it's, it's just some advice I would give to the ladies. Get pretty, mama. Get pretty. Get soft. Be soft-spoken. Hey, it's a reason why like everybody talks about how Western civilization, how Western civilization woman is, is just is not soft. It's not um, feminine. You ever, like, that Japanese shit? You ever hear them Japanese women talk? Everything is... That shit's pretty fucking sexy. It's pretty fucking sexy. I digress. Part three. I'ma just give you some of the lingo on my way out of here. About the way my pops used to talk, man. It was really, really old school. And he didn't mean nothing by it. He wasn't racist at all. Being that... His grandma was just straight Irish. He was very well aware of what his um, what his lineage was. But if he was black, uh, you know me. It's not a word that I use normally, but I have to use it for effect here. But if you was black, you was a nigga. And he ain't mean nothing by it calling you a nigga because he called himself a nigga. That was just the way he was raised, the way he was taught. White people crackers Spanish people chicos Asian people Charlie <laughs> my pops is the reason why my back is fucked up right now my shit is crooked like a question mark like Forrest Gump said because all I rocked was Chuck Taylor's I just recently got off just Chuck Taylor train because my chiropractor told me, yo, you fucking up. You got no shock absorbers in your back right now, playboy. Pause. But yeah, my pause, sneakers was only Chuck Taylor's. That was it. The only option I had was low top or high top. And that's just what it was, man. If you ate sweets, it wasn't like a honey bun or a cake or a pie. No matter what they were, 
My pops called them sweetie goals. If you drank a carbonated drink, that was called a soda water. Anything juice was called a juicy juice. My grades in school, they was called lettuce. A refrigerator was a frigidate. Yeah, a frigidate. Frigidate. A Ford was called a fold. A porch was called a poach. This whole Chevy movement going on right now? Nah, man. That shit was always called a Chevrolet. Any chick that was worthy enough to be your miss, your particular woman, the one for you, didn't matter what her age was, that was your old lady. A young lady who, um, higher in body count, with a promiscuous um, nature, she was a whore. Not a hoe, a whore. With that strong R on the back end. That one that hurt feelings. My pops is also the reason. Well I'm a carb monster man. Every meal. Is supposed to have. Rice with it. And if you got fancy. And you ain't want no rice. Then it had to be potatoes. My pops was old school with his watch. He ain't believe in that. That digital watch shit man. Analog. Analog man, you had to know. You, you had to know how to tell time. You had to know. Multiplication was big. Math and science was big. My father had dreams of me being an engineer. Bad news, pops. Your boy ain't that smart, man. Movies was called flicks. Your house was called a castle. Pretty fucking dope. And your tires on your car. Were called rubbers. And no matter where I was at, who I was with, or what I was doing, I was Prince Joseph. And when the king fell, I was not ready to take over. I'm Joseph Penson the third. Joseph Penson Jr. I miss you so much, Pops. I love you so much, Pops. This life can't last forever. And I'll see you one day. But not too soon, I hope.